If you run ads, you need to pay attention to this episode of Traffic Makers. If you're a business who's become dependent on paid traffic to bring customers to your business, if you've not built an organic audience, it is not too late. Right now, this last couple of weeks, Apple and their app tracking transparency policy has just been released and rolled out. And it is literally revolutionizing ads and the ad system as we speak. Apps are no longer able to track your behavior. This is really good for us as people because it means that um, we're having our data spread everywhere. But it's bad for us as businesses. It literally makes reaching our customers just a tad bit more complicated. In this episode, we're going to talk about what just rolled out how you can use these changes in the ad systems to your benefit and how you can grow your audience so you can grow your business. There is a silver lining in every change. And we're going to talk about how you can use these changes that have rolled out and use them to grow in this episode. Welcome to Traffic Makers. You're here because you're a business owner whose products and programs are meant for the world. You need customers. In this podcast, we cover the hacks, the tips, the tricks to help you grow your audience so you can grow your business. Ready? Let's get started. So what just happened? Last June, Apple announced that they were going to be rolling out some tools or some policies that limit apps from accessing data about you. Stuff like your gender, your age, what you do on one site. Apple believed it shouldn't affect other websites and other apps. So your purchase history, possibly your logins, your emails, they don't follow you everywhere. The majority of iPhone users got a pop-up on their phones just last week, the week before, for the Apple app tracking transparency. Okay, guys, say that 10 times fast. Basically, it's a a pop-up that asked users if they wanted to allow the apps to track them or not. Before this pop-up happened, you had to request not to be tracked. Tracking was automatic. Now, with each app, you get to opt in or choose to allow the app to track your behavior um, as you leave the app. Now, so what does this actually mean? Let's say that you're looking for some curtains and you're watching TV at the same time you're browsing Pinterest and you found curtains that you loved and you told yourself mentally that you're going to go and measure the windows in the morning and find out what size of curtains that you need because you're cozy right now. You're watching a show. You are not getting up. You mentally moved on, but you still wanted those curtains, right? The good thing is that in the morning when you opened Facebook or YouTube, there were those curtains looking at you. And then you remembered, oh, yeah. And you went, you grabbed your measuring tape, you got your window size, you ordered those curtains that you love. This happened because of tracking. And guys, that exact scenario happened to me because of tracking. Typically, it's really helpful for users to be reminded of products that they visited. Often when we see an ad or we see a product, we aren't in a place mentally or physically where we can make a decision about a purchase. 
And we don't always remember where the product was to come back to it. Just like those curtains. I was shopping for blackout curtains. I wanted blackout curtains. I, I, but later on, I forgot that I needed them. I forgot to measure. My point is, we often don't, we see the product we want, but not in the mental space and the timing of when we need that product. So the reality is tracking, retargeting someone, reminding them to come back is a good user experience most of the time. But other times it can be really creepy and really annoying. And because this tracking can also be annoying, Apple is now limiting apps in their ability to track what happens off of their app. So if somebody uses an Apple app to browse, like I was using Pinterest, and I visit an ad, I visited the ad of curtains, right? That information is not automatically shared now with Facebook, with Google, with YouTube, with the other places that I visit online. So that way the people who send me that the curtains know, hey, Rachel wants curtains. Now this not being able to track what happens in other apps, that is going to affect a lot of businesses. Guys, currently there are 200 million people in the United States who are active on Facebook. Now, according to stats from my websites, guys, if you've been following me for any amount of time, you know that I have several businesses and one of my businesses is crossing over 100 million visitors to the site. It's accumulated over a couple of years. Um, but my point is I have a hundred million visitors. So I have a solid data pool from those sites. I know that 85% of those visitors come to me by mobile. I know that 69% of that traffic comes from iPhones. So like for the sake of like simplifying the math, I'm going to round up to 70%. But basically guys, this means that 60% of all of my traffic to my website comes from iPhone users. And guys, knowing the sheer volume of visitors I have across my platforms, I can kind of extrapolate that data to all of you you are probably seeing similar numbers to that, which means it's a massive big deal because you're potentially having 60% of your traffic affected by this change. Now, this rollout that happened in the past two weeks, we're just now seeing enough data to understand what this means for advertisers, for, for social platforms, for Facebook, for Pinterest, for YouTube, for Instagram, for TikTok. We're, all of those platforms, those social platforms, all those apps, they were hoping and expecting that about 40% of users would opt to be tracked because they would want to have a better user experience. But here's the thing, that's not what actually happened. The reality is when this rolled out in the past two weeks, only three to 4% of users, when they saw that pop-up that said, do you want to be tracked? Only three to 4% of the users in the United States are opting to be tracked by apps. That's according to Gizmodo, okay? Now, those numbers mean it's a really, really big deal. It's affecting each and every one of us who are traffic makers online. But remember, businesses were thriving well before we've ever had app tracking, and businesses will continue to thrive. And because you're listening to us right now, you're one of those people who are taking action. 
You're learning the hacks. You're learning the tricks. You're learning how to get attention without tracking. We're going to do this, guys. We're smarter than an algorithm. You're going to get the tools to be the business that doesn't just survive this ad change. You're going to come out ahead because in every big change, there's a big silver lining that we can use to our advantage. Okay, so this change, it just rolled out. And we want to know now what is able to be tracked. Like, what can we still use? What can we track? And what is not trackable? What can we track? What is not trackable? Apple has said that we can track activity that happens inside of the apps. Apple has said we can collect aggregated data. They call it IDFA. It's a, it's a type of data off of the apps. We can also track single actions, usually for less than seven days. So it's a seven day click, window click. Um, and we can track specific clicks in that window. So what I mean by that is we can track if they clicked into the website. We may be able to track if they purchase on that website. Depending on how you set up your event tags, you can be able to track a single action. Apple has said that we can track a single action. What we can no longer have access to is reliable data about our users' age, about their gender, about their purchase history, if it's not our own. And even depending on how it's set up, guys, some of your own purchases may not be recorded in real time especially in apps. Facebook has warned us to expect delays in data that's coming back to us as it needs to be pooled or aggregated. Um, like what I mean by that is like a bunch of data put together in a big bucket enough to anonymize the information. Now, Facebook's looking at that and, and Apple's looking at that going, no, we want to have a big enough pool that you're not targeting a single person with this ad. Okay, so we have to have pooled data. So because they, they're they're trying to limit down on like the 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 invasive um, ad tactics that have been used in the past. So what does this mean that we are able to track up track and follow up on? We are allowed to follow up on app activity. So this means when somebody opens up the app of Facebook on the their phone, you they can track page engagement, they can track video views, they can track clicks on the content, they can track up to eight conversion events. So we're still gonna be able to track our own purchases if we've got it set up accurately. Now, some of you are saying, awesome, whoop de doo I get to uh, track my own conversions. I'm good to go. I want you to know, not exactly quite. It's still going to be a lot harder for us. How many of us have benefited in the past as advertisers, say Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, they know what we're shopping for. Shoes. Here's an example. Shoes. My husband, he loves to run. He's obsessed with running. He buys a ridiculous number of expensive running shoes. All of the social platforms until recently, they all know this about him. So they would give him shoe ads, even from companies he'd never visited because Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn, they all know he has a history of buying shoes. Now, currently that data isn't shared between stores. So in going forward, it's not going to be shared between stores. So when he purchases running shoes in one store, the other stores don't have him in their interest audience as a potential buyer for them to send ads to them. Well, here's the thing, he actually likes buying shoes, like he loves buying shoes. 
So what can a new shoe store do if they still want to target my hubs, uh, my hubby? You can still promote content, but you're going to need to use more context-based marketing. What do I mean by that? You're going to want to create content that a distance runner would just love, that a distance runner can't resist, that a distance runner sees in their Facebook feed and watches the whole thing and then goes and watches another video. When you know that your customer watched two videos about how to run a marathon and how to stretch and and deal with your foot, whatever, you know this person loves running and probably will buy specialized running shoes. You've created a relationship with this audience. And now you can target people based on in-app activity, so based on video views, based on page engagement, based on conversations you're having with potential clients. Guys, this is so exciting for us because we don't need to depend on retargeting and remarketing to get sales. Facebook is even seeing that this is coming and Facebook is promoting business content even more than before, organic content without ads. Why? Because Facebook wants to collect those audiences based on user behavior and the signals that the user is giving inside the app. We're seeing pages being suggested. We're seeing video views increasing. We're seeing new tools being released by Facebook right now to help creators create more content more easily and then monetize and sell with their content. Guys, we're going to be going over all of the new tools that are coming because of these changes and because of Facebook is valuing creators in a future episode. Um, but just know that creator commerce and brand marketplaces, and the, the, the abilities we have with those are just insane and super exciting. This is ultimately good news for all of us. All of these, the app transparency, because as humans, we want more privacy. And as businesses, we're going to have a little less competition as the businesses that are crappy at building relationships and making traffic for themselves as they fizzle out and they leave us, the traffic makers, making a difference in our customers' lives, one sale at a time. Now, guys, I just railed on Apple and how these changes apply to iOS devices, like 60% of our traffic, right? But the reality is these changes are bigger than just Apple users. There's a whole other wave of privacy and data limitations coming during 2021 with Google's privacy sandbox. This is literally just the beginning. As businesses, we need to work on growing organic audiences, growing them now so that we can weather the storm of, of these changes, become the business who is a traffic maker. If you have questions or want us to look at your business and give you specific tactics that you can apply right now to help you navigate these changes, reach out to us. We have a free Facebook group called Grow Your Audience where we're strategizing ways to get attention to your businesses each and every day. Or let's say you have an established business that you know you need tactics to help you grow, to scale. And you want those tactics packaged up for your team with a bow. Guys, we have a program that has literally helped over 5,300 businesses. Yours could be Ness. Ask us about it inside of our group. Email us. We're here for you. We know what's possible for your businesses and more importantly, for your customers 
when you can grow an audience. You'll be able to sell your products. You'll be able to make people's lives better. Love you guys and be sure to subscribe so you get our next episode where we're going to be talking all about tactics that you can apply right now to become a traffic maker. See you soon.